Hello everyone and welcome to episode 8. Today's episode is on women in tech or women in cybersecurity. But before we start, here are some words from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by SimonOnSecurity.ch. Simon on Security is a cybersecurity news and automation blog. Simon provides keen insights into the day-to-day of tasks of system administrators and cybersecurity analysts. Check out SimonOnSecurity.ch for information on the latest in cybersecurity automation and check out the link in the podcast for more details. Ladies, thank you for joining me on the show. De nada. Thanks for having me. No problem. Yeah. Thanks All for the right. invite. Cool. So, some of the questions I'm about to bring up are pretty common and cliche, uh, but these are important questions nonetheless. So, ladies, introduce yourself to the audience. Um, Barbie, you may start first. Just give okay. a, a little background about what you do at work. Okay. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, I go by Barbie Tings on, you know, I guess the hacker boards or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> um, <laughs> I work, I worked uh, as like system engineering, system administration. That's the type of work I did, despite the fact that my title absolutely did not match the work that I did. Um I initially started off in hardware repair. I was a hardware intern, moved on up to tier one help desk, and then transitioned over to system engineering and system administration. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Okay, U- Eulalia, a little bit about yeah, yourself. Um, oh, so uh, yeah, so I, uh, I'm in right now, I'm a technician. But mm-hmm. um, I've been in that role. Well, I've been jumping around between jobs because I uh, started off in a call center for help desk. You know, after mm-hmm. like 11 months of being there, I got promoted to tier two. And after tier two, I uh, like, you know, did a year of that then left for a, another job too. Because, and uh, yeah, so, but this is my last year doing mm-hmm. being a technician. Because right now I'm actually getting training on sec- on security, mm-hmm. so that like within a few months from now I'll be uh, completely on the security side. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So yeah, that's what I've been doing, and also still going to school full time for cybersecurity at WGU. <laughs> nice, nice. As a so trying to juggle both. <laughs> yep, as a as a, all three of us are. <laughs> awesome, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> Well, yeah. thank, thank you for that, uh, you too. All right, so one, one of the questions I like to bring up is uh, what initially sparked your interest in the tech space? Uh, Barbie, you may start first if you like. Okay, yeah. So I'll be honest and say tech was not in my first option. <laughs> um, so I went to school for mechanical engineering Mm-hmm. And then after that, I was like, you know, what do I want to do? I, I kind of, I'm not really interested in working in plants. I don't want to do that after, <laughs> you know, anyways, um, then I was, I considered law school, mm-hmm. but I couldn't figure out, I was like, how am I supposed to pay for law school if I'm paying for this stuff out of pocket? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so then I found out about this, uh, like I, I went on the website for this, uh, at this, for the school that was in the area that I was in. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, what can I study that's about my area? And they had this computer networking degree. And I'm thinking, okay, well, what is computer networking? Who is a computer network? And how do I computer network? That That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized, I was like, oh, so this, is, so this is what IT is. I'll be honest. I had no idea what IT was because this wasn't my realm. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I guess here I am. Uh, I guess now I'm interested in the cyber area, mm-hmm. but yeah, tech definitely wasn't on my area, uh, on my radar, but now it is, and I really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, tech can be really fun, you know? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it wasn't a lot of people's first choice, but once they get into it, it, it can get really fun, and there's a lot of places or paths you can take regarding tech. Absolutely. All right. How about you, Eulalia? Uh, what got you started into tech? Well, let's see. Uh, well, originally, I wanted to be a cop in the, in the beginning, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that didn't work out. <laughs> so um, I was like, well, I like, I like computers. At the time, I only liked it. So you know, started digging into it. And I, yeah, I really enjoyed the part about being able to solve like computer problems, you know, mm-hmm. and just... I guess, you know, being able to do hands-on, taking the computer apart and putting it back together, be like, wow, hey, so, like, this is how you actually communicate, you know, we, yeah. I, I guess just the solving problem stuff just got to me. Nice. So then, yeah, and after that, once I uh, mm-hmm. got in, into that, uh, whenever I was in TCAT, in TCAT, which is a uh, vocational school in Tennessee, Mm-hmm. I uh, we were exposed to quite a few different areas from networking servers to like you know other categories and including security mm-hmm. and uh, with security I was like oh holy crap hey I can actually be a cop but just not like you know like where like you know be a cop like law enforcement in public <laughs> but you know on the web in <laughs> <laughs> like. I guess security is just more challenging, but also more fun. And you can, yeah, you, it, it's a broad area too. So, you know, you can get into different areas in security. So, yeah. you know, I'm not going to hop around from a firewall to, or to like networking security or to penetration if I want to. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And like, but yeah, so I guess that, yeah, that's how I really just fell into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. I mean, nice. for me, IT wasn't my first choice either. Um, I originally wanted to be a a teacher or a counselor. I, I first majored in a child development, and that kind of backfired on me on my end. So I made a huge switch. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That is a big switch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it took me a while to get to get accustomed to I to the IT space. You know. There was a lot of things I have to work on. I mean, my first my first experience in tech was uh, getting my own PC built together. You know, I bought all the parts and I I spent the time to put it all together and get it working. Um, mm-hmm. It probably wasn't like the the most ideal time to get it done, but it took me pretty much like a few hours just to get everything connected and up running <laughs> <laughs> yeah i totally understand that that yeah. was me i was a hardware intern mm-hmm. and i was thinking yo i'm fixing these computers all day uh maybe i should build my own oh my goodness i think it took me like 12 hours 
Because I was reading the, and it's crazy because I could repair a computer in no time, but mm-hmm. to put it together, you have all these custom parts. It's not just motherboard, CPU, memory, mm-hmm. and a couple of fans. It's like the case, the lights, the power supplies. <laughs> everything. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And especially if if it, if there aren't any modular parts, that makes it a little bit more complicated as well, because things start to get tangled and they get in the way. Mm-hmm everything starts to look the same (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) yeah all right cool awesome all right so the next question i have on the list is what are some of the biggest challenges you face uh, being woman in the tech space hmm that's a good question let's see i have quite a few stories (laughs) go ahead uh Okay, so for me, uh, well, living in a in a uh, state where like I'm in minority versus in other states like uh, you know California or Texas, you know where there's a, a good group, mm-hmm. but here in Tennessee, like you don't, there's not as much Hispanics, Latinos compared to those other states. So when I first got into the field, like. Uh, look, for instance, whenever I got promoted to tier two, there were quite a few people who were not happy at all. Mm-hmm. Number one, because of my age, since I was only how old was I? Uh, yeah, since I was two, tw- yeah, since I was twenty-one, since I was just a baby in the field, but also that I I'm not a seniority there compared to them, mm-hmm. and uh, and the, just like the many times they've tried to like make me like look bad on an on a case that i worked on mm-hmm. just because of like oh you know um like you know she like she doesn't know it yet or like they just question me a lot mm-hmm. uh, and also the customers that i would get uh, some of them would hear my voice they're like oh you're a girl i'm like yeah they're like well can i just get a man and sit on the phone since uh like men usually know how to fix the computer issues versus with a girl uh, and my response would be like, well, I'm a tier two. So I mean, if you want me to, I, I can do it that way. But I'd have to escalate, de-escalate your call back down to tier one. And, you know, it would probably take a bit longer to fix your issue versus with me mm-hmm. being a tier two. I could, you know, fix the issue within a timely manner just because I already, you know, like have experience and all that. But also, like, you know, I've dealt with that issue before. And just like getting that whenever getting questioned by a customer just because of my gender wise and also mm-hmm. co-workers who who would like even question me too you know just because like oh well you know they're not there's not many girls in the field like you know so how, how you know how are you not the same as them just mm-hmm. i guess overcoming with that but uh as i do as i have seen the negative parts of it but i've also seen so many positive things too like mm-hmm. many of my uh, male friends the many times that they've stood up and said no like you know yeah she can just do the same thing just as you can like she's no different than you you know and just you know seeing that hey like there's actually you know males you know who are like you know who are willing to stand up for like their female co-workers no matter what mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. that that definitely sounds rough. I, I'm sorry to hear you have to go through all that. <laughs> yeah, but definitely like made me a little savage after that. <laughs> yeah, it changes you. <laughs> yeah. 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 So now I joke around. I'm like, yeah, I'm the extra, extra, extra minority because I'm a female, I'm a Latina, but also I'm a short. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're tier two though, so that's that's a big thing, you know. And I gotta say, just because being a guy doesn't mean you know everything about tech. You know, there are a lot of people who struggle with learning tech itself. You know, I mean, we, we guys were were we're not as careful. You know, we 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 break things and then we learn afterwards. That's that's how we get. Uh, you know our experience. Well, that's that's how I got my experience, at least. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I guess for me it was more like, oh crap! If I break it, then 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 they're really gonna question if I should be in the IT field. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, Absolutely. I've spoken to a lot of tech support people who are female, and they seem to know a lot more. You know, they seem pretty confident with their skills and their abilities. It's pretty impressive. You know. For me, when uh, speaking to a female, I wouldn't never look down on them for being in the tech space. Yeah, I had a customer once who uh, called in, and she was a girl. Uh, yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, how can I help you?" She was like, "Oh, you're a girl." I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "Well, I sounds like you got a girl." I'm like, finally, like, because um, all these men, I call in every single day, and none of them can fix my issue. But you, you know, like, yeah, after I got them talking to her, she was like, ah, oh, thank you. Next time I'm going to ask for you specifically because you mm-hmm. know what you're doing. You know, girls have to solve everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just cracked up. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. There are some people who are grateful for that, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. What about you, uh, Barbie? Um, I would say that the biggest challenge that I had to face being a woman in tech would definitely be the lack of diversity leading to communication issues. Mm -hmm. So for me, um, I run into a lot of problems with the way that I communicate. Mm -hmm. I communicate in a very specific way. So like my tone and diction are all indicative of where I'm from. Mm -hmm. You can almost tell where I'm from or something like that when I'm not code switching. (laughs) (laughs) You You can almost tell where I'm from and all of that based on the way that I speak. Mm-hmm. And I would say um, the lack of diversity having to do with communication issues is because when you're represented everywhere, you don't understand when people want representation. You see yourself everywhere. Mm-hmm. So you don't know what it's like to not see yourself anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm kind of like you. Like I'm I'm black and I'm a woman and I work in tech. And the, I've had a lot of problems with communication simply because of the way that I talk. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people may see it. it they, so where I'm from, we don't beat around a bush. We kind of, it's very direct and to the point. We don't, we don't need to fluff up something just to tell you that something's on fire. Mm-hmm. I tell you it's broken, and then here is what I'm going to do to fix it. So I realized that you know I had to put on this facade because people started to misinterpret what I was saying because there's no one else like me around. So Mm -hmm. I had to be careful with what I say because people kind of, they'll take how you are, who you are and how you act Mm -hmm. and they will apply that to you, you and your group, the group, the intersection that you represent. Mm -hmm. And, And suddenly you're the representative for an entire group of people for which they've never met. Mm-hmm. And that is a challenge because you want to make yourself and this group that you're suddenly the representative of 
look good at all times, Mm -hmm. but you also want to convey exactly what you think and what you believe. And for me, that's always a challenge because I tend to just kind of go with the flow. I started just, I realized that I couldn't disagree with people because if I did, it was seen as combative. It was seen as rude. And people would say, oh, well, I understand what you're saying, but it's just the way that you said it. But the guy sitting next to me, he could stand up and call everyone stupid and walk out of the room and no one sees a problem with that. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> the the diversity part is definitely because of my tone and the way that I speak and like the way that I use words. And sometimes they can come off as sarcastic. Like, mm-hmm. you know, someone could say, yeah, the weather, the weather is really terrible today. And I'll be like, yeah, it's crazy, huh? <laughs> Some people might see that as sarcasm, but it's not. Where I'm from, the huh, yeah, no, okay. Those are things that we add to the end of words just as like verification of, yeah, yo, that, that really, the weather does suck today. It's really cold. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, it's just, it, it, it's really hard. And I find myself just being the queen of code switching and the facade. No one really knows who I am and they just, and I just kind of go with it. I feed you what you want to be fed and mm-hmm. there you can't regurgitate it back to me because you, no one knows who I am. It's like, I'm not a mystery, but, and I'm not a tough nut to crack. It's just, you got to take the time to get to know me. So. Yeah. That's understandable. Um, for guys in the tech space, we, we're not very much of talkers, you know, and we're, we're not as direct either, you know. The way we were taught to do things, you know, we, we got to make it sound friendly and nice. And we got to make it a way that the end users are able to understand us, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's also a challenge in itself. You got to water down all the the tech jargon and stuff it's it's a challenge but but i like your approach better you know why why fluff everything why sweeten everything you know there's no need to sugarcoat it yeah but hey look that whole not sugarcoating stuff has gotten me more trouble than it's worth because then people think that you are rude or or you get the comments of Mm -hmm. oh you're not you're not what i thought you would be and it's like well what do you what did you, I'm a human being, I'm living, breathing, like, what did you think I was going to be like? You mm-hmm. never took the time to talk to me. You don't know me. Mm-hmm. Like, you you just know my name, and you barely know that. You probably pronounce it wrong constantly, and I don't <laughs> even correct you. But now, I have actually started correcting people on how to properly say my name, because mm-hmm. I realized that, like, by not correcting them, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. Like, if you can get my last name correct, you can get my phonetic first name correct. You don't need to add all these extra letters. My name is not Mokashika, despite the fact that that was like an internal, like, it became a joke, like a, a kind of a meme with the people that I work with. It's even, I think it's my name on Snapchat too, Mokashika. Oh my God. Like, the guy just walks up to my desk and he's like, he looks at my name tag. On, on my desk and he's like um he's like oh hold on wait a second and i'm thinking we've talked a hundred times you have to know my name and he says 
uh, Mocha Chica. I said, <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> and I turned around and started like working on something else. And he got, and he eventually got my name correct because it's like, dude, my first name is phonetic. Like it is spelled how it sounds. My last name is not, and everyone can get my last name correct. I don't get it. But wait, that's not the question. We're talking about challenges. Look, I can go on for hours. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so anyways, back to the topic. The topic was, uh, I said, lack of diversity leading to communication issues. And I wholeheartedly believe that because if you don't have anyone there that is different in any type of way, then they can't, they won't understand mm-hmm. where certain people are coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I prefer that that the direct way of saying things. You know, it's so much easier. It is. It really is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No many times. Uh, yeah, I have no idea how many times I gotta reword my sentences when I'm trying to present something, or when I'm on a call, or in an email. I've yeah. erased entire paragraphs of email like 10 20 times mm-hmm. because it was not the way you know i wanted it to sound like to them yeah and it's I, the audience that those c-suite people those execs and stuff yeah the like marketing degrees and stuff mm-hmm. they don't they don't care about you know they don't care about the, the details of me saying, oh, yeah, I looked through the logs and I realized that the domain controller was not responding to mm-hmm. ping. And so I did this and I, they're like, they don't care. They don't even know what you're talking about half the time. Yeah, I, I learned that the hard way, you know, my 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 director had to uh, teach me that the hard way, you know, because mm-hmm. I've explained things in very, very detailed techie way. And my director had to pull me inside. I was like, no, you can't do this. This is too much details and they're not going to even bother reading it. Even yeah. if you send it. I was like, oh, oh man, that's kind of sad and disheartening for me. I spent yeah. a lot of time writing that much details. Yeah, because like when you're into your work, like you're into it you enjoy this stuff and yeah and even when your audience is other like system engineers or whatever mm-hmm. it's kind of like you know do they really care about the small details and then you realize that you send out an email detailing every single thing mm-hmm. six months later someone else sends out an email that's almost word for word what you had mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden everyone's like oh my goodness let's get on this let's fix it and mm-hmm. I'm like, it happened to me. And I'm like going through my emails. I'm like, hold on. Did I not tell you guys this exact same problem? And like, wait, I actually think someone told me in so many words, my brain interpreted as we don't care, but <laughs> they didn't say it like that in the email. It was mm-hmm. kind of like, well, that's not an issue, blah, blah, blah. I'm the type that's like, you know what? We take the risk right now. Let's, you know, if the bridge is falling, let's not wait four hours until, you know, traffic slows down. Let's slow down traffic now and fix the bridge. Yeah. Let's not, um, let's not wait until it's not rush hour. No, rush hour can wait. The, the sun is going to go up and down. There's not going to be, you know, like there's alternate routes. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, cool. Those are some great analogies, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. All right. So moving on. Um, the next question I have for you girls is, have you ever had any issues with confidence? If yes, what are some things you did to overcome that confidence issue? Wow. What a question. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> that is really difficult. Is this a quiz? These are getting harder as the time goes on. <laughs> uh, these are some common questions I pulled out from um, other uh, um, other podcasts is that uh, guys have asked women in tech. Yeah. this is an open book question this is an open book quiz is it i hope yeah yeah you don't you don't gotta it's not timed or anything you take your time to answer it um word it you can word it however you girls want you know okay hey you're not gonna make us open up task manager are you (laughs) i know no no worries. <laughs> I don't have to turn my br- the brightness of my monitor down because you can't see my screen as I'm taking this test. You're not going to make me do a 360 in the room? <laughs> Are those Which dogs? <laughs> not the messy room. <laughs> oh, mine is because I'm taking my uh, exams at 2 a.m. I'm like, ah, like, yeah, I'm tired. Like, here, yeah. here's my messy room. <laughs> There's me in a robe and a scarf. Hey, what's up? Here's my here's my government ID. <laughs> All right, well, well, let me uh, make this uh, question a little bit simpler. Um, have you ever had any issues with confidence in the tech field? <laughs> okay, wait. So uh, I, I can actually answer the first one. Um, so with me, I growing up, I actually lacked a lot of confidence. Mainly because, uh, well, I more grew up with like a uh, abusive mother who was physically and emotionally abusive. So she basically took away all the confidence that I had, like confidence, love for myself, and just really everything. So, but um, whenever I uh, moved out at age eighteen, gaining that confidence was really, really hard. Like you, it's not something you can just gain within tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It just really took a lot of time and self-improving and love for myself. But um, especially working uh, in the in the IT field when I first started, I was like, well, like you know, in the looks, I was getting also from my male coworkers were like, oh, does she even know what she's doing? Is she even in the right field? Like that was a battle itself. But like, uh, I just basically uh, was like, no, I. I gotta do it like in, in tcat whenever i was learned just going to school there mm-hmm. like uh, i had a really awesome instructor who was like hey you can you know like the sky's the limit you know you can do whatever you want so i just kept on telling myself like look i was able to like move out at age 18 so if i can do that and i can do so much more than and i just uh like just basically took every thing that i did good you know like you know uh fixing a uh case you know like whenever i'd mm-hmm. and I'd, that would slowly build up my confidence like hey shit i actually did it like this is awesome like that feeling awesome feeling that you get when you fix an issue like that was slowly helping me build up my confidence but so were my friends too and um but so after like gaining more and more confidence so whenever i applied for tier two because uh, i was nervous because it was three interviews overall 
but I was nervous, you know, I was going around, you know, to some of my close friends at, uh, at my old job, and I, I was like, mm-hmm. well, what if I don't get it? You know, what if, you know, what if I'm not, like, the best fit for it? And they're like, no, you gotta stop. You are. First of all, your character shows it. Your work ethic shows it. You know, everything else shows it, you know. Just because someone's been in here for so many years doesn't mean they're fit for Tier 2, because for Tier 2, you have to uh, not only know how to solve the issues, but also, you know, like, know what to do within a few seconds, you know, how to manage time and just think critically, and you, you got all of that. And, and some people who work here don't, even though they have years in this company. Mm-hmm. So um, just, uh, like, just, uh, yeah, with that, it helped me gain confidence. But whenever I did get promoted to a tier two, that even helped me out more because I was like, oh, crap, you know, I've only been here for 11 months, but I got promoted, you know, like, so for me, it was just basically each day, uh, in the tech field, helped out with my confidence a lot. And the more um, I dug deeper into it, the more my confidence got up. But not to the point where, like, oh, I'm cocky. You know, I'm here, like, yeah, hey, I can fix anything. No, 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 not to that either, you know. But if someone who, who wants to go into the IT field needs some kind of advice or whatever, you know, I'm always here to help them in any kind of way. Just Or just in general, helping anyone out, no mm-hmm. matter what the situation is. Yeah. But uh, after uh, getting promoted to tier two, you know, like, and then changing companies, you know, for better, uh, for more money, I was able, like, to realize the conf, yeah, my confidence does keep on going up and up, but also so does uh, my self value for myself. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. such so an that's amazing happened. story. <laughs> so that's how I've basically gotten to overcome confidence. <laughs> mm-hmm. wow it's nice. that's very inspirational wow that's awesome wow Thank yeah <laughs> yeah okay i guess i'll go um <laughs> i would say i have absolutely had issues with confidence and i think i might have alluded to it earlier when I said that, like, I just kind of go with the flow, mm-hmm. it's, a t- it's a terrible mindset to have. And I just do it because I don't want people to think of me as any differently. Mm-hmm. Like, I want people to see me as their equal. And mm-hmm. I, I'm super competitive, but I don't outwardly show it. I, it's, it's like, you know, I'm competitive, and you'd probably never know. Mm-hmm. Um, but... <clears throat> I have had issues with confidence because like, I just don't tend to speak up and Mm -hmm. that's a problem. And I noticed that I'm not the only woman in tech that just doesn't speak up. Even I can be the expert on a subject. And if someone around is talking about it, I'm just going to say, yep, that sounds great. Or absolutely. Of course, despite the fact that I may disagree with them, but mm-hmm. I just don't want to disagree because I'm just trying to save face. I'm trying to, you know, keep it cool with everyone because I found that when you disagree with people, they see you as something else. So I guess my confidence has to do, my confidence issue definitely is, has something to do with how I want people to perceive me. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that I may say I don't care about what people say about me or what they think about me, mm-hmm. I do care about when they when they look at me, what do they see? I don't want people to say, oh, you got here because of XYZ. 
I want mm-hmm. people to be like, oh, she got here because she's damn good at what she does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she knows what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. She's got the certs, the background, the education to back up whatever it is that she's doing. Despite the fact that people may question it. I, I mean, I've had instances where someone on the phone was like, can we get one of the uh, guys in system engineering that knows what he's doing or whatever? And I'm thinking, wow, that that was a low blow. That kind of hurt, dude. Like, mm-hmm. that that absolutely hurt. But um, some of the things I do, I I get do to overcome it. Some of the things I've done to overcome the confidence. Think about how people perceive me mm-hmm. is by not caring what they think about me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And just saying, you know what, if that's how you see me or if that's what you believe that is between you and whomever it may be that has nothing to do with me, that's that's all on you. But um, in addition to that, I just kind of started, you know, standing my ground. If I say something, then that's because I believe it. Um, I mm-hmm. think <laughs> this might sound weird, but um, I this Nicki Minaj was at one of this rewards thing or whatever. And she said, if Nicki Minaj spoke it, or if Nicki Minaj spit it, Nicki Minaj wrote it. And like, that's kind of how the the idea that I'm taking with life in general, is that if I say it, then I mean it. And you are absolutely more than welcome to come and question me about it and ask me and disagree and we can go back and forth with it. But the moment that you start saying things like you don't know what you're doing or something that's personal, mm-hmm. I have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Because if we can sit here and talk about tech all day, if I say, you know, something about Microsoft Word and I say, you know, Times New Roman, you got to put it at 14 so you can see it with your human eyes and, and we just start disagreeing about it, that's fine. <laughs> But the moment that you say, well, your human eyes can't see it, mine can't, then that's that's personal. We're yeah. no longer talking about the tech. We're talking about personal experiences. And I find that people have difficulties separating the two. So mm-hmm. I just kind of, if I say it, I meant it. And if I meant it, I'm going to say it. So, <laughs> and, and it's not going to be like, you know, rude or anything. It's just going to be, this is how it is. Mm-hmm. You're open to disagree. Mm-hmm. But don't make it personal. Nothing. None of this is personal. I don't have a VSAN running my body, or, or a, a, a you know, like I'm a human being. <laughs> I have a brain, not a a switch or a router. Yeah. Inside of my head. <laughs> yeah, I, I was in a similar situation. Um, being the guy in my current work. Um, my my old director. He was a a very bossy and demanding person. You know, he doesn't like disagreements. And if you ever try to speak up to him, he'll like take every chance he got to throw you under the bus, you know. One little mistake or one wrong word, you're thrown under the bus. So I was yeah. stuck at just sucking up to him, you know, and disagreeing to everything and just do whatever he says, you know pretty much be like a a robot yeah and it's not fun being a robot as the robot queen i completely understand yeah it's terrible because you go home and you're like well this robot needs to shut down completely there was a time where i could not even go home and 
like I this was back when I was uh gaming on Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> Xbox Nation or whatever it's called. Well, now it's apparently PC Master Race, but uh, I was like gaming on Xbox at the time and I would just like log into GTA and just drive. Like, <laughs> I would just drive. Like, I would just get, I would get in the game, go online and just drive, stop at all the red lights, go in the store, buy some soda, go to the hairdresser. Like, I was doing that kind of stuff because it was like, dude, this job is killing me inside mm-hmm. because like, I put on this facade. I mm-hmm. tell people I, I'm feeding people what they want instead of <laughs> they just get what they get. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like I, I, I have to think about everything I say before I say it. Otherwise, like, so it's it's a lot and it's too much. You can't like it, it's hard to deal with and to manage all of that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's hard being a bot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah, you. I, I usually can't deal with that. I only be there for like at least a year the most for the resume. And after that, I'm like, peace out. <laughs> Adios. Yeah. I was yeah, so close to quitting a job. Ugh. Yeah. I'm like, yo, my mental uh, health matters a lot in my happiness too. If I don't look forward to work, coming to work every single day. And I'm definitely, you know, on a beat or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Of course, I'm gonna do it the smart way, you know, turn my two week notice and all mm-hmm. that, you know, and peace out. But yeah, but I would never ever just like be no call, no show, no, no. Because I mean, it's not the it's not the manager that hurts; it's the other, you know, like employees that hurt whenever you do that. Yeah. It see, and I had a situation where like I was working on something. So I worked, this was when I was in tier one and this guy, he was like the director of this property. And so they had this hotel system or whatever. And I'm like helping him with this, with the hotel system. I'm like fixing it up. And I'm thinking, wow, when the text came out, I didn't tell him this. I'm thinking this. Wow. When the text came out, they put the wrong version on the computer. They didn't connect him to the right hotel system, all of this stuff. So I'm going through reinstalling it. You know what he does? He takes the phone and he like kind of covers his up, kind of covers it up, kind of does it. Mm-hmm. I think someone comes into his office and he's like, um, I'm on the phone with support, with help desk or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and they're like, oh, okay, I'll come back later. He's like, it's all right. They don't know what they're doing. She has no idea what she's doing. I'm thinking, yo, is this dude serious? Like, is he for real? Wow. And I yeah. told him. I waited until he put the phone back to his ear. I said, you know what? Since I don't know what I'm doing, I'm going to go ahead and transfer it back to the tech so they can figure it out for you. <laughs> <laughs> and he, call, he calls back. And I think, like, um, the call went to someone else. And they transferred it to our supervisor at the time. And he took care of it. A, and the supervisor came back and told me that the guy apologized. He was sorry. And I'm like, I don't care about his sorry. That was hurtful. Yeah. Don't say hurtful things. Like, I am desperately trying my hardest to get this system reinstalled and working for you. And for you to sit there and sit, you could have muted the phone. You could have done a lot of things. You could have wrote it down for the person. But you said it out of your mouth. That means it was a conscious effort for you to think and say that. Mm-hmm. That hurt. That was a blow to my confidence. And then, you know, constant the constant of you don't know what you're doing you you don't know and it's like oh my 
goodness, dude. Wow, that's a that's that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I hate it when that happens. But usually when that happens, I'm just like, no, I will show you what I'm capable of. Like, it just makes me mm-hmm. like, it ha- basically makes me prove myself double versus you know versus just you know being a male. Like, you get questioned, mm-hmm. you know, like more than than a male. Just yeah. because, like, oh yeah, like. Uh, <laughs> I need to take your route because <laughs> me just just giving up and saying, oh, I'll let the text go and fix it since I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I need to I need to take that route and just be mm-hmm. like, yo, I know what I'm doing. Let me show you. Let me let me let me shine for you right quick. Blind you a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I just I, yeah, I, once I hear that, I just go straight up. Jump. Like, look, fine. Like, you know, like I told my position, like, well, I'm a tier two here. You know, pass that call back down. You know, it's tier one. Mm-hmm. They're definitely gonna take more time. And after that, guess what? You have to de-escalated back to tier two. <laughs> <laughs> I just turned savage, but in a professional way, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, since I'm using nice and sweet on the phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, like, I remember talking to the guy. I was like, I'm like, yeah, sir. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, here, since you want to talk to a male, unfortunately, I do have to follow the protocol, which means I have to transfer the call back down to a tier one. So whenever they don't get the issue fixed, you have to be transferred out back to tier two. And usually with tier two, it takes an, like 35 minutes to an hour, you know, for us to answer your call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Since all the calls are recorded, I'm like, dang, I actually have to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Great stories. Those are some great stories you two got. Um, Yeah. I was uh, super excited and uh, I was happier, you know, once my new director came in, my new boss, I was like, because he was very encouraging, you know, he's like, he, he's he's always, always constantly reminding me that I'm human, I'm not a robot, you know, I have the choice to think for myself, to make my own decisions, you know, I have the ability to disagree if I want, and I have the ability to challenge my boss if I want. If I don't think his ideas are the best, or if I or if I have better ideas, I'm f- I'm free to let him know about it. And and if he agrees with my ideas, then we can go that route. I was like, I was like, thank God, <laughs> you're my new boss. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. Yeah, we're not androids from Detroit. The game Detroit Become Human. We're not androids. Oh yeah. I was, I wanted to get that game. I was interested, but I was like, nah, I don't think I need it. <laughs> that game is amazing. You've got to get it. I loved it. I'm going to play it again to see if I get another ending. You, you could give me your copy to try. No. <laughs> no, no, wait. Huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely not. All right, so we're we're winding down to our last couple of questions. Um, we we might have answered this already previously. If we did, we can probably skip this one. So the question is, in an industry where it's mostly men, how do you deal with bias in tech industry? Hmm. That's a good question. Hold on, let me pull up the definition of bias. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'm actually pulling it up. I'm not. I'm being serious. Hello, internet. Are you Are you working? Have you tried restarting it? <laughs> let me go ahead and turn this, <laughs> let me turn this thing back off and on. Just go. unplug the power. You know, mm -hmm. wait two minutes. Plug it back in. Are you, are you talking about the the thing on the wall with all the switches or what? <laughs> oh yeah, plug I'm unplug in. those too. You know. Okay. I'm just just reboot the whole minutes. thing. <laughs> <laughs> let me reboot my entire apartment. <laughs> end up getting a whole new apartment after the whole process <laughs> yep hey look i'd be like i don't know what happened dude i was just in this thing i was doing what i was supposed to be doing and then boom it rebooted so my apartment is a tesla with software problems <laughs> <laughs> open source hackable hackable apartments okay bias is a disproportionate weight in favor or against an idea or thing, usually in a way that is closed-minded, prejudiced, and unfair. Oof, bias. That is a that is a big one. Uh, you want to go while I think? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hang on, hang on. Reread that question. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the definition. The definition? Okay, bias is yeah. a disproportionate weight in favor of or against an idea or thing, usually in a way that is closed-minded, prejudiced, and un or unfair. Biases can be innate or learned. People may develop biases for or against an individual group or a belief. In science and engineering, a bias is a systematic error. Can I elect to just be an android? <laughs> <laughs> just, I, I'm an android erroring out. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's a pretty loaded question. I apologize for that. Oh, no, it's a great one. Mm -hmm. Hmm, I would say for me, let me think. Because see, at, at all of the IT jobs I've had since the beginning, they've, like as far as like the bosses, they've really all been uh, really great, actually. I've never really like felt that, you know, that they've always, that they've once or twice, you know, been biased against me because of my gender ethnicity mm -hmm. uh, like they've always been supportive and especially at the job that I'm at right now the, you know the director was like so since he found out that I was going to school for security he was like well here like let's go ahead and get you trained on this so then you can transfer over there then do what you actually want to do uh, but if I did have to do, if I did let's say deal with it uh, I would uh, Anything, depending on how on how badly it is, but if I keep, if it continues constantly, you know, even though I've like stood up for myself, you know, tried to prove myself multiple times that hey, like, you know, you're just being biased or whatever. Now, event, I'll definitely eventually leave. Mm -hmm. But if it's only once or twice, I would, you know, question it. Like, well, why did you go against my idea, even though it sounds better? Like, tell me why. You know, like, why didn't you go with it? So the next time I can, you know, uh, I want some feedback on it so that way I can do better next time on giving inputs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great answer. Yeah. Great answer. Uh, bias is such a huge one and such a difficult one to, because sometimes you're subject, you're subjected to bias and you don't realize it. Mm -hmm. And for me to sit here and, if I were to say no, I'm probably lying. And if I say yes, I can't point out specific examples, but 
they definitely it's happened before um i would say a lot of it was mostly my gender but it's it was never the people i worked with and that's the weirdest thing it was always like a vendor or someone that i'm speaking on the phone with mm-hmm. my coworkers were great like they were great people i loved them we were you know we were we were thick as thieves sometimes like we were super cool with each other mm-hmm. it was always the the person on the other end of the line some type of bias um yeah no same and, here yeah, yeah. Like, same here like shoot all my coworkers like the ones i first worked with Mm-hmm. I've known them for four years now. We still hang out. You know, we've had a few drinks together. Might have had some moments where we don't really recall. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, thankfully, all my coworkers, the majority of them have all really been awesome, really supportive. As mm-hmm. far as like females being in the IT field and being a minority too, really, really supportive on that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've de- the, I'd say the bias that I've seen has really always been from other vendors questioning yeah. It's always the vendor that you're working with that doesn't believe that you're capable of such a thing. I remember I was on the phone with one of the vendors or something, and, you know, you know your environment more than the does. They're just helping you troubleshoot. And so I was like, yeah, let me just type it in and get you to that location or whatever. And he was mm. like, oh, you know this? You know the, the command line stuff for this? I was like, I work with it every day. How else? <laughs> Why wouldn't I know it? <laughs> There's no reason for me not to know how to navigate and and around in an ESXi host or in Nutanix hardware or PowerShell. Like I use mm-hmm. these things every day. I look, I stare at it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> bias in the tech industry, it absolutely happens. And sometimes I do think it happens on the level even before we even get hired, right? Because if I, I think a lot of times I... I've seen where a lot of people will post like, oh, I got this job because, you know, someone on the inside helped me get through like the HR filters and stuff. Mm -hmm. Because like people like us, our resume is getting dropped because of our names and stuff like that. They don't, they don't say it, but it happens. Mm -hmm. And I think the, the bias that we, we experience is probably, it sometimes even happens before we even get there like mm-hmm. they'll see our resume and you know they just kind of don't even let you through or and people are like oh well maybe your resume is crappy maybe you need to work on it and it's like if I put in the same resume with a different name will it get through I actually did that when I was in engineering <laughs> and and Rachel got through but I didn't <laughs> they called me thinking I was Rachel I was like Oh, that was, that wasn't that. I was like, that's not me. This is my name. I submitted a resume and they're like, oh, and then the guy was on the phone. He was like, wow, these resumes are really similar. I'm like, yeah, even the email is the same on the resume. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make Rachel a fake email. I. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> the bias in the tech industry, it is absolutely there. We work on like the the technical side but like i know it's in like that software engineering or whatever you call it software development mm-hmm. it's there i've read about it a lot a lot it's terrible yeah yeah, yeah biasness is definitely terrible because mm-hmm. you can't control it well yeah. and they could they could put out all the training they want all the q 
cute little op-eds about, mm-hmm. you know, oh, bias this, bias is, we're, get, we're, we're leaving bias in 2020 or something like that. And it's like, but you can't, will, is that something we could actually get rid of? Because it said it's either innate or learned. Mm-hmm. You could you can learn bias just by navigating the world. Like, I I don't know. It's and in the tech industry where it's like the bro club or uh, bro is what was someone posted <laughs> something on LinkedIn and they were like uh, something about hiring the bros or whatever. And I was like, <laughs> oh wow, this is interesting. I was just reading the comments and and a lot of the bros were super upset, but. I was like, this is so interesting because in their upsettingness, is that a word? In their upset, they're like bashing women, but the conversation had nothing to do with women. All the dude said was don't hire, don't make your tech thing, your IT department a bro club. <laughs> and they're in there talking about women. We, what we had to do with this? Our I think I saw that. I you saw, I saw it too? That. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, we minding our uh, business and here y'all go. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. But no, tell me about that. Tell me about my name. It's Eulalia. Eulalia. <laughs> my last name doesn't. My, my last name doesn't. Well, I have two last names and those don't help out either. I'm like, dang. Yeah. <laughs> Look, if they put our resume side by side, they'll say, let's just repost the job posting. I don't like these names. <laughs> we'll just put the job posting back up. <laughs> All right. Awesome stuff. All right. We're down to the last question. Is there any advice you would give other women who are trying to enter the tech industry? Are, are, is there anything that you wish you knew ahead of time? Hmm. Let's see. Um, hmm. Ahead of time. Let's see. Because I usually take any kind of advice that's given to me by anyone in general who wants to you know, see me improve in life and all of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me think. I would say uh, be yourself. There is no reason for you to try to be one of the boys. Be who you are. Be an individual. Um, something that I wish I knew ahead of time was just the, the whole putting on this facade and, you know, just not being myself, being fake mm-hmm. and just kind of feeding people what they wanted instead of being true to who I am. I wish I'd known that ahead of time mm-hmm. because then I would be more comfortable with who I am. Maybe I wouldn't have had the confidence issues that I've had Mm -hmm. but definitely be yourself and for women entering tech don't don't second guess yourself if you think you know it and you've done your due diligence and your research and and you've got the experience education certs to back up whatever it is just do it and you see that job and you're like yep I don't I'm not qualified apply for it the worst they could say is no And that's happened to me when I was applying to um, the position I had most recently. I was in help desk and I was like, everyone was applying. And I was like, nah, I'm not gonna apply. I was like, these people don't know me. It was an internal position Mm -hmm. or whatever, internal, anyways. Um, And I had a supervisor that was like, dude, 
apply and I'm thinking no it's gonna be there it's gonna be embarrassing what if I don't get it what if I these people don't know me I'm not that smart or whatever and he was just like apply the worst they could say is no I did it applied got the job like and so it's you know the worst they could always say is no no hard feelings it's just it is what it is you know Mm -hmm. those are some Mm -hmm. powerful words and advice you got there Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you, Barbie. Well, for me, I, I guess I've always been more like, ah, just fuck it. You know, what, what, have, I, what have I got to lose? Nothing. <laughs> you know, except mm-hmm. for just time and that's it. But as far as that, you know, if I do get it, it's cool, awesome. But I'm not, you know, there's other companies. You know, it's more like a relationship. You know, if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. You can't force it. You know? And there's probably other, you know, better companies out there that, you know, that you are meant to be at. That's better than the one you're applying to. Because yeah. for me... I uh, missed uh, this one interview. Uh, just uh, let me think why. Oh yeah, um, yeah, I didn't get the job because I didn't. Ha- I forgot why. I think I lacked a year of experience compared to my other comp- uh, comp- uh, competition person. And uh, yeah, and I was just like, you know, well, you know, it's not meant to be them. But the next one, the one where I, at the job that I'm currently working right now, so I got that phone call, and I didn't even think I qualified. Some of the stuff that we were wanting, I was like, dang, I don't even meet some of that stuff. But I was like, hey, what, what have I got to lose? Mm-hmm. I mean, so the recruiter called me, and I scheduled the time with her and just went in. I was in there, like, the most for 30 minutes. But right after that interview, I got a phone call, like, 20 minutes after the interview. And they're like, hey, they want to give you an offer. And the offer was actually better than the one that, uh, better than the other job, the one I didn't get. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, crap. <laughs> Yeah, because like, I mean, I just just really did it for fun, you know, just to, like practice more of my interviewing and all that. But as it turned out, I got the job. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Nice, very but nice. As far as, uh, yeah, as far as jobs for like other, uh, I mean, um, advices for other females, I would say uh, just get your foot in the door somewhere, and once you you're in there for like, at least I'd say the most a year, find elsewhere to go. Always move up, no matter what. And mm-hmm. if someone questions you, questions your, you know, uh, questions you in general, just, you know, ask, like, why and just you know, prove me. Yes. You, for me, I've always had to always double prove myself, you know, mm-hmm. with, you know, everyone who's always questioned me. Like, it, and after that, uh, I'd say, yeah, one, just find what you, what you actually want to do in IT because, you know, we don't want to be doing help desk forever, you know. That's mm-hmm. just more of a stepping stone. You find what yeah. you're really passionate about and go after that. But always uh, continue growing, though, in the field. Always get more experience. And I'd just say just network. Network a lot with anyone, no matter who. Just because you never know what kind of connection they might have, too. They might be the VP of a company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And never let anyone tell you you can't do something just because of your gender or of your uh, race. Cause yeah, because yeah, the more they question it, the more you can prove them wrong. And you can mm-hmm. prove them wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Flip it back on them. Make that make it awkward. Oh, yeah. I, I, I live for awkward situations. I like to make people... Because if you say something that's, you know, racist or whatever it is, mm-hmm. sexist or something, like, I'm going to flip it back on you. And we're just going to be staring at each other in awkward silence. Because I'm going to be like... Okay, so anyways, <laughs> like, um, 
And also, I would say negotiate your pay because there's no reason why we're doing the same type of work as our male counterparts and we're paid less. Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. no reason for that. Like, negotiate the pay. I, I was listening to some kind of podcast or maybe I went to some thing or whatever online mm-hmm. and, and they were talking about women negotiate their pay. And in addition to pay, like when, when someone calls you and they're like, okay, this job is bring 75, you need to add, you need to say, so in addition to the pay being 75, what else are they offering? Are they offering tuition assistance? Or what, what does the benefits package look like? Is it health? Is it just dental? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what, what is this company offering me? Like, what are they, what are they offering me to stay? Because for me, I did find it ironic that I was working $2 an hour, two thirteen an hour as a server, and they offered health insurance for pets, and they also offered um, tuition assistance. And then wow. I move on up to corporate America, and they're offering things. And I'm thinking, this is so, this is funny. Like, this is hilarious. I could get health insurance for my dogs as a as a server but i can't get it as a as a system engineer like are you serious yeah and I, I mean i started asking companies despite the i mean some of them are going to say no some of them say yeah for me the most important thing is do you i know you're offering health for me but do you have health insurance for pets because dog insurance is expensive like mm-hmm. it's pricey. That's something that I care about. I care about tuition assistance. Mm-hmm. I care about gym membership discounts. I care about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then to, to go to a company that's offering like none of it or the bare minimum or mm-hmm. anything like that. It, no, ask those questions. If, if it's so, even if you feel like it's not worthy, ask because the worst they could say is no, we don't offer it. And then you know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, those are some great advice yeah. you two gave. And if they don't play along with that, just basically, yeah, show them your value. Because for me, whenever uh, the job that I got promoted in from tier one to tier two, I offered Spanish support. But uh, after that, uh, when I got promoted, I was like, okay, I need it, like a raise just because I, you know, offer. I'm one like. I'm one of the only ones who offers Spanish support because the cloud few cases that were opened were all from Central and South America. And the reason why they were not closed was just due to language barrier. Wow. And yeah. And of course all the techs, all the techs at the company only spoke English. And since I speak Spanish, you know, I started picking up those cases. And after that, I started proving like, Hey, this is the work I'm putting into this case. This case was open three months, but I closed it within an hour, less than an hour, all because, you know, I speak Spanish. So mm-hmm. I kept on pushing for that raise. So after that, uh, yeah, after that, uh, I was given that raise. And for the others, like for the Spanish techs that came after me, it was easier for them to get that raise because I fought for it first. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Very the nice. Thing, that is amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, so I would say always just, like, know your worth and just, you know, like, ask for what you're worth. Because the more mm-hmm. experience that you gain, the more you should be getting paid versus, mm-hmm. like, staying at the same pay rate. And if they don't want to offer you more, 
there's other companies just leave you know yeah. of course you know in a good way <laughs> mm-hmm. there's tons yeah. of companies out there that will offer you what you want or what you desire mm-hmm. because just this one company not offering you xyz the company next door might offer the exact thing that you want mm-hmm. so and companies are moving into the the new age this new era and for them it's either sink or swim because us millennials we're not we're not staying at your company for 20 years in hopes of a retirement mm-hmm. just just because and and without pay raises or anything like that like, mm-hmm. we're not staying at companies we understand that you know companies don't care about us we're we're replaceable mm-hmm. i was actually someone actually said that when i was a server um i told the guy i was like hey i have class this day i'm not i don't know why you put me on the schedule he was like you're replaceable i said stay blessed go ahead and replace me then he didn't replace me but i mean <laughs> what are you gonna do I, i'm not i'm not coming in and you like companies they expect so much out of you and then mm-hmm. you got the c-level um people that they they're lost in the sauce they don't know what we do mm-hmm. they just see numbers they walk into a room and they see the queue for help desk, for example, is at 12 minutes with 15 people in it. And they're like, well, why is the queue so long? And it's like, dude, we've got three people working here. Mm-hmm. Three. Three people. Of course it's going to be long. It's not every call isn't a reset my password. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, just kind of go with it don't go with it no that's that's going back <laughs> into my terrible mindset my toxic mindset of just deal with it go with it um but make sure you stand up for yourself don't let people tell you whatever they want you tell them what it is and if they don't believe you that's on them <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and if you don't stand up yourself for yourself then they're gonna think that they can do it as they wish with you Precisely. Mm-hmm. And you you also, right. I think I talked about it too, the representation thing. You don't want them to mm-hmm. say, you don't want them to treat the next woman that comes behind you any type of way or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Don't be a pushover, you know. Stand up for yourself. Excellent advice, girls. Excellent advice. Yes, yes. All right. Um, think we're at the top of the hour now uh thank you too for joining me today tonight actually um i believe we're we're out of time for today's show thanks again i appreciate you too and your and your lovely advice and and um your answers to these questions yeah thanks for having me it was a pleasure yeah most definitely thanks all right, until next time, um, maybe we can join on another episode, maybe. Thanks again. Yeah. Later. Yeah. All right. Bye. See y'all later on Discord. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.